Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is David Cox, and I'm the host of the Numerical Movement. Thank you for tuning in today. And I just want to say I have my son with me and my co-host, Jordan. Jordan, what are you thinking today? What's going on? Oh, how's everybody doing this evening? How's everybody doing? Uh, just living life, man. Everything's going all right. Uh, you know, just trying to keep my dog in the dog on fence. What is, the, what is going on at Crazy Dog uh, Man, that, Where'd that, you get that stupid dog at? From y'all. From y'all. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 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 On a podcast here, so careful, walk lightly. <laughs> no, but uh, no, what I think she just got uh, struck by lightning during one of these little thunderstorms. Like, you know, we bring her in at night and stuff. This was just like an afternoon little thing, I, and I think she felt it in the ground. She physically didn't get struck by lightning. Let me clear that up. She physically didn't. I think she felt it go through the ground, but ever since then, terrified of thunderstorms, man. It's freaking driving me crazy. Well, you you know how it is. You get you get you get animals like children. There's just a certain amount of uh, responsibility goes with it, and that's a lot. I know. And I'm glad it's on you, not on me today. So, 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 let's talk about something here tonight. What do you think? Why why is there this phenomena of people moving from the north to the south? The reason I'm saying that is because I don't think there's a place in the south that has not been affected by people from the north moving down. It's the SEC, man. It's well, it's the SEC. The, it's the it's, greatest conference in the in the doggone world, man. It is, there you go. That that's probably it. I'm pretty sure that's like ninety percent. I don't know that our <laughs> listeners are going to buy into it, but <laughs> but it's just it's 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 everywhere you go in South Carolina, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if if you go to now, we live in Easley, but if you just take a twenty minute ride across the border and you hit any mountain town, now Cashier's about an hour from here, but. We were there the other week and on a Sunday morning, and we just noticed that, man, the whole city is full of people from the north. Yeah. And it's just like you don't see the average Joe that was raised in that town, you know, whatever that might picture might be. It's just people who have moved here from New York, Baltimore, Chicago. Mm-hmm. And, and if you go to Flat Rock, it's the same. Go to Flat Rock on a Saturday morning and eat breakfast, and everybody around you from the north. Yeah. You go to TR, go to breakfast on a Saturday. My wife and I love doing stuff like that. Everybody in that restaurant is from the north. And uh, some, I've got good news, I mean, information that eight out of ten homes that are sold in Pickens County are sold to people from the north. You said that was good news? Well, I'm, I'm not saying it's good news. I'm <laughs> saying it's, the, and, and we're not certainly not anti-northern people because I have a lot of people that that I do business with that are from the north that are great people. Yeah. It's just what's the phenomenon about? What what why are people leaving these big cities and wanting to come to places like Easley and Greenville and and, and Charleston and uh, well, because this is a completely different culture. Well, so, so Southern culture is not not so, like northern uh, well, culture. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because there was a football player, a very famous football player that actually or not a football player, I'm sorry, a uh, 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 rapper, sorry, not a football player, uh, 50 Cent. He comes up and he's like, "I'm leaving New York, dipping out." They're like, "Well, why are you leaving?" He goes, "Well, my God," he said, uh, "The taxes up here are fifty, sixty percent. I'm leaving. I'm not paying that in taxes." So he goes and moves to a whole other state. I, I, I believe he went to like Texas or something like that, or, or somewhere where the, the taxes were lower. But that's what that's why people are leaving. They, they know they can pay less taxes here. The rich are leaving in. 
just caravans from L.A., New York, everywhere to come to places where they don't have to pay taxes. The problem is... Now, 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 now hold on a minute. Is it just taxes or is it... No. I just don't... I, I think no. that is an argument, and I do hear people say, oh, I was paying $20,000 in New York, now I'm paying 1300 down here. For example, I had a realtor tell me one time she... Uh, sold this northern a person from New Jersey a home was like three hundred fifty thousand dollars, and uh, a month or two later, that purchaser called the realtor back and said, "Hey, I need to pay my property taxes. I just got something from the city, the county that said it's thirteen hundred dollars." And she said, "Well, that's your tax bill." And they got to talking. He says, "Now, now, where do I send this check each month?" She said, "No, no, no. That's not a month. That's a year." And he liked to fell out of the floor. He said, "Wait a minute. You mean that my property taxes are thirteen hundred dollars?" A year, not a month. And uh, I think the obvious is people up north are very attracted to the fact that you're not paying 20000 or 10000 In some places, 40000 depending yeah. on the kind of home you have. But that's, that just can't be the only reason. You just can't. I just don't see people leaving. Now, I do know that if you live in New York City, if you live anywhere like in Queens or anywhere, your home a home down here that's 300 is going to be a million there. Mm-hmm. So you obviously can get a million dollars for that home. And it doesn't matter how old it is. I mean, yeah. they're just, they'll just bring that. And you come down here and you can buy that home for 300, even 400,000, but you're putting five, six hundred thousand $600,000 in your pocket. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's cash money that you don't pay taxes on. And so you get the same kind of house and you're in a neighborhood where, the crime is off the roof in Pickens County. I know, right? Like, oh it's, yeah, you, it's like the other ugh. day there was a guy Jordan who walked out of Burger King and didn't pay for that burger. It was oh my, I all bet there was over a, the news. Oh my lord, it I bet there was Channel Four out there. Yeah, helicopter bad flying. scene, son. Bad scene. Bad Good scene. Lord. I'm telling you, it's, it's, our it's, crime is so bad here. We so, got, so we got jaywalking going on downtown. People running with scissors. Yeah, well, it's I, I terrible. Mean, it's I mean, a horrible, <laughs> horrible, horrible thing. It's now, com- out of control. We'll, com- <laughs> we'll compare that to doggone Chicago and New York. Well, how many? Yeah, I mean, what twenty people get killed this weekend in Chicago? That's what I'm saying. Like, so, so, yeah. so, yes, absolutely. I'm sure crime plays a factor in people moving to the south because what do you hear your whole life? You know, you come to the South, they're going to be welcome with what? Southern hospitality. And, and you think about this. How many times do you think in our lifetime here in the South, somebody just walked in and tried to get in your house and break in? Have you ever had that happen? No, no, no. The, the only time that kind of happens in the South, and I don't mean to be insensitive about this, I'm just telling you the truth, it, it's it's mostly addicts trying to find something to, to sell so they yep. can fix but their I mean fix it's, or, it's so rare it's so rare it really is super rare um but but it's not the the guy that's kicking in your door because he's evil and wants to blow your brains out it, or to it, drive by or, shooting or to drive on, by shooting and and accident a straight bullet hits your daughter right it's none of that the the crime you get here is is 90 percent 99 percent petty stuff yep. petty little crimes now um you know there there, there are some uh, fitting all busts that are pretty significant around us, are around where we are. But, but it's sort but, of in a in a group of people that really doesn't yes. affect the average Joe. You live in Easley or anywhere in Pickens, the odds of you seeing crime are just next to nothing. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, the, not, the the worst thing you're going to see if you ever go out or do anything is a bar fight. A bar, yeah. You're I not, mean, that's that's the worst or thing. Or a church fight. Or a church fight. You could see well, that. What, what, what's the difference? Yeah, okay. Well... <laughs> What's the difference? <clears throat> so it's 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 interesting because, you know, people come to the south. Now, it is a lot hotter here. Yeah. I mean, when it's 94, 95 degrees. It I feels mean, like I, 105. I want humidity. to go. I, I, you know, I went to Alaska this summer. Of course, you went with me. What are we talking about? End of May. And it was just so refreshing to get off that airplane. I was in a coat. I know. And you're on that boat, and it's like, man, you could have, I had to have a toboggan on. I'm telling and you. Think, you. I, I would send a picture back to my friends here, and it's 94, and they're like, I'll, I'll, I'll beat you up when I see you. I'm not, and and, and, like, and what's crazy is it's not like freezing cold. Yeah. It wasn't, it, I mean, I'm talking like beautiful weather. It's just a little chilly, and yeah. it's summer. And it, and it felt so good. So it is. it does get hot down here, and the humidity is nothing to brag about. But they're just all these people moving from these major cities, and – and and I, I, I'll take in crime, I'll take in taxes, and I'll take in, they're not in that deep snow that they normally have to deal with. 
But is that enough to uproot your family? Is that enough to tell your brothers and sisters or your mom and your dad that, hey, I'm leaving here and I'm going a thousand miles to the south and I'm going to start my life over in a city I've never been to? I mean, Jordan, Jordan, we have people that call us and say, hey, you got a house. We have a property management company. They'll say, hey, I'm from Chicago. I'm moving down here. What do you have for rent? And they're like, well, you need to come see it. Oh, no, we'll we'll take it sight unseen. And it's like, who who would just move a thousand miles? To a house they've never even looked at. Into a state or city they've never been. Yeah. But they're doing it. But they're doing it, yeah. And it's just like this phenomenon. And and Mm. the story is that it's going to go for could be 15 more years. Now, that is a long time to see a migration from the north to the south. Because what's happening is... People that live here that are just what we call Southerners, people that have lived here all their life, are like, man, you know, I'm losing my Southern culture. It's it's like uh, uh, I'm having to deal with excessive amounts of traffic. I'm having to deal with subdivisions popping up around my neighborhood that would have never, ever been there. If to there accommodate wasn't this all to accommodate, of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the big box builders are coming in here. And yeah. they're just throwing these homes. They're buying 20 acres, 100 acres, and they're slapping these homes up. And eight out of 10 are going to people from the north. And so a lot of people are like, wow, what is causing this? Because everybody's talking about it. Uh, everybody that's in any political leadership have to deal with it. And it's so bad now, just say here in Pickens County, that if you're going to run for an office, you better have a strong approach to tapping down development. Because everybody that's in Pickens County are very, very frustrated with this, and and rightfully so. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I have I supported one hundred percent, and it's not that we don't support people moving no, in no, here. No, no, no. It's me, just that why why should we absolutely. have to roll over so, on so this I, and I just a, accept it? I got a great example. I live in Dakersville. I love where I live. I love where I live. It's nice. It's country. You know, it's uh, acreage, woods. I can go hunting. I can go fishing. I love where I live. Well, I'm at home one day, and all of a sudden, I look across my this this road that I look across. There's a house being put up right there. I was like, "What the heck? There's a there there there's power lines. There's also what, what are y'all? What are you doing? There ain't no way." Well, I'm walking my dog, and the guy that lives behind this dude now, because they're all kind of scattered out. He's like, hey, man. He goes, can that guy build his house there? And I was like, you know, I was like, dude, if it's up, I'm sure he got permission somewhere. I'm sure he didn't just go slap it up. And there's people that do that, but I'm, I'm sure he didn't just do that. But I would call, you know, and make sure. And so he calls Duke Power and says, look, like, I need to know. Long story short, this guy now was told, was told that this property that was sold and built on was supposed to be never touched. Always, well, he's that they said, sir, your backyard. When you go on your outside, you're going to just see nothing but but your your woods and everything, deer, all this stuff. So he builds him a nice porch, all this stuff. Four years later, this home's there. Them woods are gone. And now, when he goes out on his back porch and he drinks his coffee. He is right behind, I'm talking from me to you, distance from another person. So my point all this is, is I I understand that. I get that. And I don't like it either. So every political leader now that's going to hold office is going to have to say, I'm going to be against these big box builders. I'm going to be against these people coming in and just buying little, you know, uh, uh, buying a hundred acres and building three homes on a half an acre. You know what I mean? Or two homes on a half an acre. I'm, I'm, we're, we're, we're going to stop all of that. And, and we're going to, you know, try our best that, that every candidate from here on out that, that runs for anything in the upstate is going to have to run on that. I don't think this is going away. I, I don't. I, I think you have to run on that ever, for, for forever now un, until it gets under control. Well, do you think that people here in the South will ever become immune to this to where no. they just accept it? Because because no. I get asked this question, well, it's progress, it's progress. Well, not all progress is good. Yeah, so, and, and if I have to if I have to lose my way of life, I'm not going to be happy about that. Yeah, so so I, I think you're going to have some people that will say, yes, I'm, I'm good with it because it's progress. 
you know, I'm, I'm good with it, more people. But here's the problem. We were a red state. Now we're like a purple state. I wouldn't even consider us red anymore. I just wouldn't. We're kind of like a purple state. So it's progress, yeah, but now you got to come in and say, okay, are you willing to be under Democratic leadership? Are you willing to have a Democrat as your mayor? Are you willing to have a Democrat as your governor? Like, these are questions now that you have to ask because the it's, it's just reality. The more they come, the more they're going to stay and they're going to get involved in politics. So all of these things have to play a factor in this. And so I think you're going to have those people that are going to say, absolutely, this is progress. And then you're going to have the other group that says, no, 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 I don't want this. They're taking our land, and they're also taking our culture, our our politics, our, our the way we live our life. And now it's completely different. Now now this is different. And, and, and people don't like different. It's just, it's just we, we don't like it. We like getting up in the morning, drinking our coffee, going to work, coming back home, on weekend, going fishing with our buddies or going hunting or spending time with our wives, or our girlfriends, whatever it is. We like doing that. We don't want to go to the lake and have to worry about 45,000 boats out there. It's already crowded enough. Amen. Can I get an amen? It's already crowded enough. We don't need a thousand more people to flock here to, to go into our lakes and, and stuff like that. So it's not just it's not just subdivisions it's everything well they're 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 predicting over the next 15 years about 1.2 million people moving in the upstate and just the upstate <clears throat> just the upstate so that's not counting all of south oh my god so so if if those numbers are correct then um where are these people going to live, and what are we going to have to do to accommodate them, and what are we going to do about well, our roads? Gonna I mean, here's what's going to happen. Everybody pay attention because here's, here's what's going to happen. That nice farmland you got that you can come out on your nice wraparound porch, and you got 80 acres, and, and you're just looking out, and you can just shoot a deer from your front porch, that's going to be gone. You're going to have about... 40 homes in front of you, then you're going to have another 100 to your right, then another 100 to your left. And so you won't be able to do that no more. If you like going out to your local pond and fishing, guess what? You ain't going to be able to do that no more. You're going to have to, uh, you, you're going to, have to start paying. You start paying to park. This is what happens when you grow. And yes, growth is good, but we need sustainable growth, growth that is going to make sense and accommodate the citizens that already live here. Now, I'm not excluding anybody. We love y'all from the north. We do. We love y'all. Love y'all to death. Love y'all to death. All we ask is slow up a little bit. Just, just hit, pump the brakes. Think about it. If, if you look, here's what I tell people: If you don't like what's going on in your cities, don't just pack up and move. Change it. You don't like paying higher taxes? Then by God, go find you a candidate that, that is all for lowering taxes, and you push that candidate, you get candidate support. You keep doing this until you get a candidate elected. You just keep doing change. Don't cry about it and leave. Stand up, sack up, and do something about it. I know that's a little rough, but, I mean, it's just the truth, you know. That's one thing I can't take is people... Oh well, man! I just the the taxes are so high; they're they're just incredibly. High. We'll change it. I, you know how powerful Fifty Cent is. That dude's got some connections. He's he. I mean, he's got. If he was to be like, hey, dude, I need to have a meeting, and all us entertainers that get paid all this money, that that do all these millions and million dollar deals, all the businessmen, all these people out here in New York. That, that make millions of dollars and put millions of dollars back into this city, even billions of dollars back into this city. We are going to have to talk about this because we understand that y'all need y'all's cut, but you don't need half my money. You don't need over half my money. You know, so, so I just think if these people were to take a stand in their own cities, I think that a drastic change would take place. I mean, look at what they're doing with immigration right now. They're standing up against that because they see... Oh crap! This is this is not working for us. 
This isn't working for us. So if they could just do that with everything that they don't like, it could be a different New York. It could be a different Chicago. Well, I think the problem, too, is that if you think about living in these big cities, it's the massive crime that is just uncontrollable. And when you started defunding the police, what's happened is you you have all these situations where people can commit a small crime and they won't even arrest you for it anymore. Look at these, what do they call, uh, grab and bag, knock, knock a door down. Yeah, go grab and, and go, yeah, whatever Something it is. like that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they walk in these cities and people sitting around watching and like, oh, my God, look at this. 20 people run in and fill their arm and there's nothing you can do. And then the police do nothing about it. And, you know, you got to think if your kids are seeing stuff like that, the first thing you're thinking in your mind is, oh, my goodness, I don't want to raise my family in this kind of environment. And, well, yeah. and so, I mean, I don't know that that's a fact. Well, that's I why don't, corporations that, are even leaving too from, <clears throat> yeah. because of that. Yeah. But I have people tell me all the time when they come down and say, Oh man, we call our family members and say, you got to get out here, man. You got to move to the South. Well, yeah. It's like, yeah, you okay, ain't got to worry why? about walk. You're, you don't got to worry about your kid walking to school and getting shot. You just, you, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about going to the grocery store and, and worrying about some crazy lunatic that's going to do something stupid. You don't have to worry about going to the bank, cashing your check, and, and looking over your shoulder, making sure there's nobody back there about to rob the place. So there are significant instances that do drive these people down here. Crime, uh, saving money, all of these things. Once they get down here and they realize the way we live, like, man, like these people drive 10 minutes to the store. Took us an hour. You know, these, these these people, when they see each other in the grocery store, hey, how's it going? Hey, man, they sit there and talk for 20 minutes, you know, like I've never seen it. They see these things, and then they call their buddies and friends. Hey, man, come on down. You should see what I see. It's unbelievable. And then they come down here. Hey, man, you should see what I see. And then they come down. So it's a domino effect of you should come down here and look at the south. It's unbelievably beautiful. You got the mountains, you got the beach, you got all these things down here, and you only two hours away from one, thirty minutes from one, five hours from another one, and you, so it's kind of the perfect place. And so you have all these people coming here. The problem is leadership needs to stand up and say, "Okay, hold on." Since this is an issue, because it is. Since this is an issue, we got to figure out how to fix this and come up with a plan that's not only going to help the the people that are coming here, but also help our citizens. Because those are the ones that come first, our citizens, the people that live here actually for generations and generations and generations. Those people matter. Their voices matter. And whether you like it or not, whether you want to hear it or not, if they don't like it, their voice matters. You got to listen to them. That's exactly right. And and I and I think whether you agree or disagree with the growth that's coming to the South, I think the average voter has the last word on it. And I think if Amen. you are a municipal leader, whether you're a mayor or a council person, whether you are a house rep or a, a state senator. You have to pay attention to what people are saying about this. Because I noticed this several years ago as a planning commissioner that, I mean, there were people coming every time we submitted a subdivision. I mean, they're like, whoa, don't do this. And, you know, the first time or two, you think, well, maybe this is just a a, uh, a once uh, occurrence or maybe twice. But it's every time you talk about it and, and you have a meeting, people are angry. They're they're feeling like that they don't have any representation they feel like they're losing their Southern culture. And the idea of looking out your front porch and seeing a field is the very reason they live where they live. It is the reason they don't live in Greenville or in Atlanta or Columbia. They love the country life. And a lot of these places throughout the South have been smaller towns. But outside the smaller towns, there's been other little towns where people just love living there and they don't want to change it. Let me tell you something. When I was in high school, we literally had to go to Easley to watch a movie, 
to get anything, no offense, Pickens, but all y'all had was McDonald's, Chinese, and Mexican food. That's it. And so we had to go to Easley to get Outback, you know, all, anything like that. And so Easley was just, all, all you had was a movie theater. We hung out parking lots of the movie theater, hung out parking lots of Walmart, hung out parking lots up, at, uh, uh, up in Pickens. That's all you had to do. That's all that was here. It wasn't shopping. You didn't have Marshalls. You didn't have uh, a boot barn and, and, you know, hey, man, let's meet at boot barn and, and grab a pair of boots. No, you didn't have that. You, you, didn't, you didn't know. You, you, girls didn't have, oh, well, hey, you want to just meet up here for a coffee and, and we can go shopping in Easley? You didn't have that. You had Belk. Ain't no 20-year-old shopping at Belk. So, I mean, it's just there, there was nothing. Now, just 15, what, 13 years later? Six, 25 years later, I went to Pickens. You got to, I'm just thinking, but no, but literally, we come in here. I'm 30, 31 years old. Now that I can't get to Easley in 10 minutes, used to be from Pickens to Easley, I'd get there in about eight minutes, not no more. Usually from, from where I live to Easley, I'd get there in about 10 minutes, not no more. I always hit a line of cars. Well, look at from your house to Easley, 135, that little yeah. two-lane road. Uh, Lorraine, which is my wife, were talking about that the other day. We were heading out to the country for something, and we, it's a six-mile drive, and we thought, oh, my goodness. I mean, it's just like zip, 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 cars everywhere. Yeah. And it's like, wow. this And, and, and the sad thing about it, the growth is just starting. Yeah. We got another I mean, 10, look, 15 years that's, that's of what I'm this. Just so, look at it 15 years ago, 10 years ago. Oh, mine was nothing out there. And you had Applebee's and Fats. That's what everybody yeah. went to. Yeah. And Applebee's and, and Fats. And before that, there was nothing. And before that, there was literally nothing. Yeah. And so now Applebee's is is still, Fats is gone. So, I mean, it's it's literally like we're, we're, we're growing at such a fast rate. I mean, how many of y'all sit at that red light and easily right there at uh, Jimmy's Restaurant? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The bowling alley? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, go to the QT down the road. At oh, the, at that one. Yes. You sit there for you forever. For, uh, uh, and, and it's, and it's you, all you see is a million cars go by. And you're like, are they ever going to have a break? And the, and the bad thing about it, a lot of these places, you can only take a right-hand turn. Absolutely. Even in front of my office, you see it. Oh, no. You, you try days, to turn left, You good just luck. can't turn left. You have, no. you have to hope you can make a right turn. And you have to jut out in order to be able to hope that somebody doesn't hit you in the Absolutely. side. And you're just wondering, you know, it didn't used to be like this years ago. And if it's just getting started, I'm gonna, and I want to ask you this question. If it's just getting started, then where's the money going to come to redo the roads, because I mean, if you if you think mm. about 1.2 million people moving into the Upstate, mm-hmm. let's just say that's half. Say they got say they missed it by 50 percent, right. just 600 thousand. Well, that's that. Just looking at the Upstate, that means that there's probably going to be about 50 thousand that move in easily. Mm-hmm. If you cut that, if you looked at maybe uh, the numbers on it, you would need about 20 thousand homes. To substantiate that, that's about 200 subdivisions. If you assume that you got 65 to 80 in a subdivision, you could be anywhere from 180 to 250 subdivisions. Where are you going to put these places at? And if so, what are you going to do on our major roads? How are you going to get up and down these roads? They're going to because start. It's completely impassable. They're going to. I was talking to this guy. I, I was getting doing my uh, washing my car out up at in, in Dacusville, and I don't know if y'all know the Dacusville car wash out there, but. Uh, the, the owner you were washing it. your car. Uh, yeah, are I you know, saying sh- that just because you're on the I'm show? I'm saying it just because I'm on here. You got <laughs> me. You, 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 you got me. You I had I had a picture of that, but that's another story. That's that's another story. <laughs> no, you but, will get snake bitten if you get in that car. I promise you. I hear you. You I will get you. snake bit. But go ahead, son. But, I'm sorry. But no. But so I'm sitting there and I'm talking to him, and uh, he's like, "They're all just going to come Dacusville." It's like eventually they're just going to come take yeah. us. I was like, well, they're already wanting to widen one eighty three. They are, and it, I was like, so, and he was like, yeah, he was like, that's going to happen, and he was like, that's you know, and that I don't know if y'all know, it's right off one eighty three. That thing is so. He's like, yes, you know, it's going to affect everything. So. um they're going to just start coming in in towards Dacusville and towards the country. So look out, there's a neighborhood coming near you. I promise it is coming because all of this family land that's all out here. Your daddy 
wouldn't have sold it. Your granddaddy wouldn't have sold it. His granddaddy wouldn't have sold it. You may not even sell it, but I promise you there's going to be somebody that will sell that land because that number is going to be just so high. I ain't going to have no choice. They're just going to look at it and be like, oh, my God, that much money? Yes, give it to me. And, and I see it happen all the time. You can call me alive if you want to. I see it happen all the time. And so what I'm trying to say is get ready. Dacusville, get ready. Pumpkin Town, get ready. Outskirts of Pickens, get ready. Because it's happening easily now, but it's all coming to us. It's all floating our way, and they are coming quick. The, the key here is going to be to look at our infrastructure and make building sustainable and fair to everyone. I tell people all the time you can't just put a sign up at the, the North Carolina, South Carolina interstate and say nobody allowed to come into our state this obviously that's comical but didn't work that way so people can come and move into our communities you can't stop it if they can find a home to buy they can purchase that home just like you can leave here and go to new york city and buy a home if you want one not that you would but you could so the bottom line on that is it you just there's no legal path to say no uh people are going to come if they want to come and I would argue that the only tool that you have to combat this is to raise what's called your UDSOs, and that is your Unified Director Standards and Ordinances. And what that does, it just makes builders build a nicer home that is more fitting to a community. And it's not yeah. these what we call these cheap-level uh, uh, slab homes that they're putting up all over in these subdivisions, massive grading. I mean, we're cutting down trees that are 150 years old, no. oak trees that are three feet wide, and they're just uh, they're just obliterating these trees. I mean, stuff where birds have lived in them and squirrels and animals. Well, it's not just that, that you're it's, messing it's, up. It's the wildlife. It's hunting, a, you're messing up all of that it, stuff. I mean, it's our streams. It's everything. We're it, losing it all. And, and I got people that you know will say, "My goodness, you know, we've got all these beautiful uh, trees, and we're just losing them." And the bad thing about it, it's going to affect our streams. It's going to affect every level of life that we have in this county. Things that we thought were so dear and so nice are just slipping away at a pace that is almost phenomenal. I mean, it's like every time you turn around, somebody's wanting to build a subdivision. Somebody is wanting to uh, make a new development in our community, and we're just massively losing our wildlife, our trees, our way of life, our culture. And so you got to wonder, uh, are we right about this? Are we wrong? Uh, I, I would say, but just off face value of talking to people, everybody wants to stop this. If you were to poll a, a, a hundred thousand people in Pickens County, I'll guarantee you 95,000 would say we do not want any development in our county. Not some, but none. So if you look at it from a political perspective, everybody wants this to stop. Everybody wants to take a chill pill on this. Not that we don't love people, not that we don't love people from the north, but if you bought in this community for a southern culture way of country life, it's just hard to fathom that you're going to lose it. It's just hard for people to swallow the pill and say, gee, you know, this is all going to go away in a few years. So there's a lot of work to do here politically. We'll have to see what happens. But let's move on. What's going on with Biden? Oh, well, Biden's just an idiot. Just like Linwood is, like so. Well, Linwood now you know the Republican Party saw him as the answer to all that is ill in politics. He okay. came here making promises, okay. and telling us that everything is going to be hunky dory. Okay, if we made him the chairman yes. of the Republican Party, yes. and he yes. come just yes. to do that. So, I'm glad you brought that up. D- okay, so first of all, let's backtrack on Linwood a little bit. Man, you met him a, a long time ago. We uh, did. Okay, and the moment I shook that man's hand, I was like, this dude is full of crap. He was a phony. I, I, I remember vividly looking back at you saying, he ain't no Christian. The moment I shook his hand. Because well, he let, was, me, let me clarify this if, before you go any further. He plays the God card as much as any human being that I've ever seen in my life. You get around Linwood, and it's Jesus this, Jesus that. He's quoting scriptures. He's trying to correct you on the Bible, like, well, here's my interpretation of that, and this is, well, I think you're wrong. I'm thinking, oh, my God, who is this guy? And so his idea of the God card is his way into letting people know that he is this 
thing from God. And at one point, he even sort of referred himself as having a little bit of deity, a little bit scary referring to that he and the Messiah are a little bit connected, a little more than everybody else in the world. He sure did. Now, I don't know what you know about theology, but that's scary. But his whole idea was that he was a Trump supporter. Yeah. Yeah, so this dude comes in, and he talks about how he loves Trump. Now, Linwood was originally in Georgia. And in Georgia, he literally, like, split that state in half. And so when he did... It became, I mean, that's how you got the Stacey Abrams. That's how you got the uh, uh, Womax, all these people. It's because he literally split down Georgia, and now it's a doggone blue state because he split it down the middle. He had the, he, he had the Republicans fighting each other. And so he comes to South Carolina, and everybody's like, hold on. Everybody stop. Everybody wait because this guy did this in Georgia. He's going to do it here in South Carolina. He's going to destroy the Republican Party. And people were like, no, no, this guy's going to save it. He's going to end corruption. He's going to do it. And they were like, yes, he said the same thing in Georgia. Look at it. And so everybody's up here waving red signs saying, look at Georgia. Look at when he left Georgia. Look at this. Look at. But like you said, he had an answer for everything, and it always had to do with God. Well, he vivid, Linwood is, I don't know if y'all know this, but he is a career, career liar. Like this dude will lie through his teeth with the best of them. I mean, let let, let me jump in here too, if I can. Now think about this. He is a trial lawyer. Uh, He is an expert on deception. Yes. He is an expert on selling a message that a jury would buy. So do you think coming to South Carolina, he can't manipulate somebody very easily? Oh, he did. And he did. And he he did. did. Yeah. And he has definitely created a two party system. Oh, 100%. I mean, you got, you know, the my GOP versus the GOP now. I mean, that's, that's, that's what's going on. That's a very real thing. Oh, absolutely. You can't beat both parties. Hey, talk bad about the my GOP and see how quick you get sued. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just the facts. It's it's just the facts. And so this dude comes up, and this is what I love. People talk about, oh, well, did Linwood really flip? Because this is the thing. Linwood has flipped on Trump. A lifelong Democrat, a lifelong Democrat, that's what Linwood was. Remember, he got saved, and then God pulled out his heart, and then he became a conservative. And the reason I'm doing this is because he ain't never got saved. I, I, I can just, that man is a charlatan from straight of hell. I'm just telling you straight up. Um, lifelong Democrat who got in on the Trump. Now, this is the Daily News, so it's a, a liberal outlet. So y'all got in on uh, the Trump grift is turning on him. I'm shocked, shocked, I tell you. And the reason they put that is because ain't nobody was shocked. And and this is the thing. This guy has said on multiple occasions that not only was he instrumental in Georgia with the stolen elections, because this is what this is about. He's he's testifying against Trump about Georgia, about what, what happened and stuff like that. So it's a, he's a cooperating witness for the prosecution. And so this is Corey Allen of the Overton Report. He said, I was curious as to why Wood wasn't one of those indicted alongside President Trump. And I was, t- I was like, I mean, Lynn Wood is uh, 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 testifying. I thought this dude said that he was in tight with all of these people that were fighting against election uh, uh, fraud right. and stuff like that. I, I, I thought he was... The main one going in there with his iron fist and doing, I, I, I guess not because all of them are in jail um, or, or all of them are indicted. So, and, and then he continues, um, despite him claiming he was leading the charge and saying that some of those who were indicted were working on the case in his own living room, Wood said all of this. So my point to all of this is, why, if he didn't flip to all you people out there that say, oh, well, no, he didn't flip. You know, he was subpoenaed. He had no choice but to come up there and testify. 
Why didn't he get indicted, though? He actually has said to y'all that all of these people, Rudy Giuliani, all of these people were in his living room, and they were going over strategies on how to, to combat election fraud. Every one of those people that were in that living room are indicted. How is he not? Now, keep in mind, this is the same government that indicted everybody on January the 6th. That, he, that sent the, the Proud Boy leader for 22 years that wasn't even there. 22 years because they said he planned for the Proud Boys to be there. What do you think they would do to the guy that planned meeting strategies and stuff? They would indict him, I would very, very, very much so assume. But that never happened. Now, all of a sudden, he's testifying against Trump. When are y'all going to wake up and realize that this guy's been lying to y'all from the very beginning? From the very beginning. And all these people are saying that, oh, he's subpoenaed. Okay, so what's he going to get up there and say? I was in the middle of all of this. I was in there and they were in my living room. And, and Rudy Giuliani, all these people were in my living room. And we, were, and we were talking about how Joe Biden stole the election. Is, is that what he's going to say? Is that what y'all believe that man's going to say? If he says that, oh my God, I'll run around here in a tutu. Well, a lot of damage has been done to the state of South Carolina, a very red state that has for a long time been able to defend Republican platforms. And now that's just all changed because this two-party system that we have now has it where you have the Democratic Party, you have my CGOP, and you have the regular GOP. And the problem is now we fight each other. They, that's the so whole point. It's that's like, the whole point. They're, they're making war between the two groups. So you have long-life Republicans who've always worked shoulder-to-shoulder, side-by-side, literally now are fighting each other like as if you were the enemy and treating yes. people as if they are the, the, the devil themselves. So, and it, it's almost like... How do we get into this place, yeah. and what do we got to do to fix it? So this is what I post on a New American Movement because it's so true. It says, it should be us versus them, but it's you against me. And it's a song by Tom McDonald and Adam Calhoun. They, that's a little verse in it. But uh, the, the I posted it because I was like, man, that's so true because that's the Republican Party in South Carolina. It, we are a at each other's throat. Conservatives are at conservatives, Republicans are at Republicans, while Democrats are all tied up in a pretty little bow, and they're all supporting each other. But we want to fist fight each other. That's that's just and so Linwood got what he wanted. He divided South Carolina. So th- there you go. So, um, but real real quick, like I just want to touch on one thing. Did you see how many people was coming across that dog on border? They say up to 10,000 people a day under this Joe Biden administration. They say, I mean, so we're going to get a video ready here in just a second. This is insane. This is a true crisis. And whenever you are presented a question to solve a crisis for the American people, we want to hear that message. We want to hear what you're doing to solve this crisis now the uh the uh what's her name the what's her name i don't know her name chris chris something the uh the the house speaker what what's her name jean pierre what what uh, jean is that he's jean pierre whatever her name is i don't li- listen to her but check this video out tell me this ain't wild and has an orderly enforcement uh pathway uh process here uh, thanks, Green. So what do you call it here at the White House when 10,000 people illegally cross the border in a single day? So what do you call it, Peter, when GOP puts forth a... a, a wait, no. No, 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 no. No, you can't. Green? I'm answering... Okay, we're going to move You're on. You're answering no, no, a question? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. We're moving on. Green, moving. please. In the back. No, no, no. You said you were stopping the, the flow back. of the border. No, no. I tried to answer... Uh, Peter, okay. I tried to answer the question. You stopped me. Let's go. Okay, so... So, real fast, like we're, we're going to pause it real fast. That was Peter Ducey from Fox News. 
He was asking her about the border crisis. She was coming back to him with a question. Now, when you are getting asked a question, the last thing you do is answer a question with a question. That's that's like one-on-one for for anybody. So uh, she was just trying to deflect, and he was like, no, stop. Like, hold on. Wait a minute. Don't do it. So she just completely ignores him to move on to the next guy because she's not giving Peter Ducey the chance to even ask that question because she don't have an answer for it. Now, let's continue the video. Cutting some of the razor wire that Texas had installed. Um, Governor Abbott has vowed to reinstall it. They have picked their, his borders are, has pictures of people taking fresh razor wire out to the border to reinstall it. Is there now a federal policy of removing the barriers that Listen Texas to her answer. is installing? So here's, and, and here's, here's what I'll say. I would have to look into that. I did so, see those reports yesterday, but... As it relates to Governor Abbott, we know what he has done this past uh, these past couple of years while this president uh, has been in office. He's, Still waiting he's on the right razor wire. When it comes to the border, he's turned this into a political stunt. And that's what he's done over and over again. That's what I can uh. speak to. Uh, I did see those reports. I would have to go back and, and act, get a sense from the team and give you a, an answer oh, okay. on that. It's an enormous amount of concern. Uh, the, the mayor of Eagle Pass tells us at least 5,000 people crossed probably yesterday or in the last two days, maybe a lot more. There's that question what, again. I mean, you've already talked a little bit, but yeah. what resources specific to this surge are being well, I just laid out. I got twenty-five thousand two hundred fifty. Listen, we did to listen. deal with um, to go. deal with the border that we announced yesterday. We announced the TPS uh, Venezuela mm-hmm. uh, announcement as well yesterday. And so this is a president again that has taken uh, that has taken action without the help of of Republicans in Congress. He has taken action over and over again to deal with this issue. Let's not forget, and you know this very well, having uh, having as you're covering that region, that this is an issue that's been around for decades. This okay, pause it right there. Pause, 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 pause. Why the president on his been around for decades? Okay, yes, illegals have been crossing our border for decades. Trump stopped ninety percent. He it. stopped ninety. Now I'm getting to that. Now here's the thing: <clears throat> Biden opened up the border. She's talking about what she's talking about when she says her. Uh, I've laid out what we've done. She's talking about they've hired more uh, border patrol agents. That's I, I, like 2,500 or, or something like that. Of, she of, hired them to cut the bob wire. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, so, uh, so, and that's the thing. So, so she, that, that's her thing. It's like we hired these extra people, but it's like you had no choice though. But it's not to stop them from no, crossing the border. It's no. to manage those. It's to manage those that they already have. have. Correct. Correct. So, it's not taking care of the issue at all. And she keeps saying, oh, well, I've laid out the strategy. And then she goes in and talks about how what Joe Biden is doing. Check this out. Let's continue the video. This is great. This is good. First day put forth a comprehensive piece of legislation to try to deal with this immigration uh, system. We've put more, we put CBP, 25, 24, 25,000 CBP agents out there. Uh, we try to uh, make sure that we deal with the smuggling that's happening. Uh, we've tried to make sure that we continue to deal with this in a humane So this is what I'm getting at. She says this administration, this administration, this administration is doing everything. This administration, from the first day, she said, was doing stuff to fix this. Well, the first day he knocked down the doggone wall. He said, "No, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm, I'm stopping the wall." From the first day, he has opened up the border. So how has he been fighting against the border when he's opened it up? The problem is now is that Joe Biden has created a problem, a huge problem. And now they're having to do what they can to not send them back, but to try to control them here, try to keep them and tag them here as like little cattle. Like that's really what's going on. And she talks about humanely. Like, what are you? Are you? Greg Abbott is taking measures in his state to stop people from coming into his state illegally. 
He's putting barbrar up. He's putting stuff in the in the waters, barriers in the waters. They don't like that. They're saying people are dying. And that is sad. It is sad. Maybe if you just say, look, guys, we we screwed up. We should have never said y'all come across the border. We should have never did that. We're building the wall. Y- y'all took advantage of it. We wanted to give y'all asylum, the ones that wanted to come across, but now we got terrorists. Now we got drug dealers. Now we got all these people. So, no, we're closing it up. You're not going to endanger the people of America because you want to take advantage of my kindness. For whatever reason, I don't know why he did it, but let's say it was out of his kindness of his heart instead of votes. Instead, though, he's talking about how he's going to keep the wall open and not worry about anything but hire 24, 25,000 more agents just to keep them in, in a little circle and to keep them all okay in, inside of America, not outside, inside. So once again, Biden administration, we ask you, what are you doing about the border crisis and all of these 10,000 people that are crossing the border? Interesting. Great show. Great conversation. Folks, this is New America Movement. Thank you for tuning in. Once again, have a great day. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.